0: Get ready. Welcome to the Arcade Attack podcast. My name's Keith, and today I'm here with Rob.
1: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong podcast, Rob. Let it hey. go,
2: Adrian. Oh, I'm always. I'm part of the furniture. You can never <laughs> get. Me. Like true. I said, you can't get rid of me. Are
0: you the only sort of hundred percent man? I think I am. Yeah. You are. I've you? jinxed. You haven't missed now any then. podcasts.
2: No, I've jinxed it. I'm not <laughs> yeah, sorry. And Dylan,
0: say go. Yeah. Now I've come back from my absence to sort of bring some Sega back because it seemed like you were you were on hiatus. You were this uh, you were you were on hiatus. I was on hiatus. Yeah. Yes. We we were like yeah, now
2: keeps gone. It's all about Nintendo. Yes. Yeah.
0: we love Nintendo. It's, there was some misconception that we were like a Sega only podcast. <laughs> was some I don't know where that came from.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Me and Dylan and,
0: and Rob, but um, yeah, there's been too much Nintendo going on. So Ooh. I'm back to put my foot down and and talk about some Sega. Put
3: more than your foot down with this podcast. Yeah.
0: Boom. Yeah. So, today, we're going to talk about the 1995 Sega Model 2 arcade game, Cyber Troopers, Virtual On. Oh, whoa. whoa! Yeah, yeah, you know it. Right, now... Virtual On what? Th- th- virtual On.
1: <laughs> <laughs> virtual <laughs> or
0: Virtua? Virtual. Okay. It breaks with the Sega naming tradition of Virtua Racing oh. and Virtua Fighter and puts the L at the end. Boom. Oh, are you sure it's Virtua Lon? Virtua LOM. That makes even less sense. So, no, I don't think it's that. Right. Now, considering this is, this is, it's an arcade game. Um, I'm now going to spend the next however many minutes reading you the backstory to this game.
3: Oh, I love backstory. So, set it, it it set the chair. It's like
1: the story of the game's, is this the game's story or the story of the game? No, no,
0: no. This is the, the story within the game. So, this is, yeah, okay. So, yeah, you ready? Are you sitting comfortably? Then Then I'll I'll begin. All right. The virtual century has begun. The world is under new management. It is the age of economic feudalism. Governments have been privatized. Multinational conglomerates have carved the world into enterprise zones. And sprawling business entities stretch their tentacles into every sector of public and private life.
1: Ugh. So 2025? Yeah. <laughs> In the year VC 0084.
0: Close. Which well, delicate... means
3: 2025. <laughs>
0: The delicate balance of power maintained by the rival trade consortiums was thrown awry when a lunar core mining survey commissioned by the DN group uncovered an extensive ruined outpost of incredible complexity, an indeterminate age beneath the desolate surface of Earth's moon. The DN group appropriated esoteric machinery from the lunar ruins and implemented a revolutionary R&D program under the tightest security blanket, OT over technology systems. Years of secret research culminated in the development and release of a new line of neurally directed combat droids with battleground precision and attack capabilities far beyond any mechanized warriors produced by the competition. OT systems gave DN Group a total monopoly, cementing its dominance of the world economy. But more disturbingly, the internal security programs of the lunar base were accidentally rearmed by DN Group technicians, unleashing virtual pandemonium on the surface of the moon. Operation Moongate was initiated to shut down the base before the chaos could extend to Earth. Present day. The battle for control of the moon is underway, with OT systems combat machines arrayed against the formidable remnants of the Lunar Complex Defense Forces. The DN group forces have numerical superiority, but are being tactically outclassed by the experienced droids defending the base. In a desperate effort to recruit talented virtual pilots... The DN Military Support Division has opened a test and training program designed to cultivate maximum combat skills in the shortest possible time. As one of thousands of test candidates, you must prove yourself in a simulation warfare against increasingly powerful DN test droids before qualifying for the the mind shift into real-time combat in the Lunar Theater.
3: Wow. It could have just... That was
0: the spiel for the arcade game.
3: You could have just said, you step into a robot thing and smash up the other robot but, guys.
0: Yeah,
2: but for most arcade games, there's not usually a big backstory, is there? I mean, it's pretty, yeah. just intense. It yeah,
1: sounded to me like a cross between Total Recall, Bubblegum Crisis, and Ender's Game.
0: Okay, interesting. Because the film that popped into my head, I was going to ask you guys if you'd seen it. So if you, if you imagine the story here is that it's essentially, it's a video game, arcade machine, but it's like a recruitment tool to see if you've got what it takes to pilot these droids. Have you guys seen The Last Starfighter?
1: I know, I of, know. It, know it of it, but I've never actually seen you it.
0: You've seen it? It's no, pretty film, sure. a pretty
2: good film, actually. 80s film?
0: Yeah, it's a 1984 sci-fi movie. Um, and there's a teenager called Alex, and he plays an arcade game called Starfighter. Um, it's an arcade game. I have seen this film. You have seen it, where he defends the frontier um and he becomes the game's highest scoring player yeah and he becomes he's approached by the game's inventor um who invites him on a ride saying he's got a prize for winning the game um and then it turns out that he's been recruited as a gunner for the starfighter spacecraft it's, true. it's a good film the gun star yeah and it turns out the game was designed to find those with as a test to find those with the gift
2: maybe the game virtue one did exactly the same thing so if you're really good at Virtu1 you might be transported oh, to like oh, a moon maybe base. like the
0: game designer comes up. And says, oh yes, I'm the game's designer, and then you get taken up into space. Keith's still I, waiting for me. Well, well, I, I I'm still waiting. It, I I'm not that good at it. So. <laughs> You're better than me. Yeah, we're all waiting for the call. Um, but yeah, I just it made me think of it straight away when it mentions this <laughs> whole thing as it being like a recruitment. But who talker.
2: was the main actor in that? little boy. He was quite. Oh, I can't remember. Was it?
0: I didn't make a note of that. All right,
2: I Yeah, it, 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 it escapes my mind. Sorry, but I, I, used to, I
0: used to quite like that film because when I was a kid, you remember the the? like his. Co-pilot, once he's up there, and he had like a, a head, like a, an Easter egg. Oh, yes.
2: yes I do remember He <laughs> was yes. supposed to become
0: kind of alien reptile thing. <laughs> and I, I used to think he said it like an Easter egg, but then I like, was a small child. So, uh, yes. So that was a slight tangent back to virtual one. Um, so obviously in Japanese media, mechs and robots have always been really popular. Um, what are the most famous examples?
2: Well, games. You guys, yeah, just,
0: just, there you go. Yeah. Gundam. Robotech Robotech Macross Macross, there Macross go. is Rob's, Robotech Rob's but, got the yeah. two yeah the two big ones um,
2: um, Iron Soldier um, Jaguar games
0: yeah no Iron Soldier um, bro Iron
2: on. Soldier,
1: Soldier bro I guess Pacific Rim if you
0: want to go really new oh if you're getting more recent yeah but I mean even going back to the 80s yeah the Gundam and Robotech were massive um, so it's, a, it's always been a huge thing in Japan giant robots um, and Sega were obviously looking to capitalise on this um, so in the mid 90s they released Virtual On and um, so, the original title was Virtual On in Japan, and it was going to be called Cyber Troopers in America. Um, and then, for some reason, Sega decided to combine the two, and Virtual On Cyber Troopers became the official worldwide name.
2: I like that name. I it's prefer good. just Virtual On. If I had to choose Virtual one of the other... What? what? You prefer Cyber <laughs> Troopers? <laughs> How dare you, sir? What, you, you'd rather the game be called Cyber Troopers?
3: Slash Virtual On.
2: <laughs> no, if you had to have one of them as a name, if you can have both. It's got oh, you
0: Virtual have to On. have yeah. both.
3: Oh, sorry. Why? <laughs> because I like
0: them both. I, I made the question up to It's it? got, it's got to be virtual <laughs> on. It just, yeah. it's got that kind of, what the hell is this about? Cyber troopers is like a cyber
3: little. Cyber virtual on. Troopers. <laughs> troopers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just, cyber troopers is a little bit on the nose. I can kind of see why, oh yes, we'll do this for the American market. Mm. But they decided to change it. The mid
1: nineties had to be cyber something. <laughs> oh yeah, it had to be cyber.
0: <laughs> but then cyber for, for Sega, it had to be virtual something. But um, also the arcade game, the official uh, Cyber Troopers Virtual on Operation Moongate. I don't
2: yeah. know if you heard me mention Operation Moongate, Moongate. Yep. in Moon yeah, the yeah,
0: Well done, good you were listening. Yep. Ten parts listening. Uh,
2: you mentioned a company called DN. Yeah. What does DN stand for? The military. You were supposed to be mechanism. listening.
0: Let me just have a look think... now. Back in my no, it was just the DN group. Dime. Use no. your imagination.
2: Maybe it's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um,
3: Dying.
0: Yeah, don't it's worry. Just, it's, it's, fine. it's just uh, you know It's just DN. It's it's just, right. just DN. It can it can mean whatever you want it to mean.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what do you want to like it to mean? It's like if you use Rama. liberty, greed, the sleep, the secret ingredient can be whatever you want it to be in slum <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. The secret ingredient is crime.
3: Anyway, no, carry
0: on. Anyway, anyways. Oh. So, so it was an arcade game initially created for the Sega Model 2 arcade platform by Sega AM3.
2: Love. I'm going to look at Dill.
0: Throw some Sega AM3 games at me. What? What else did they make?
2: I um, Virtual Tennis.
0: AM3.
3: Well, AM2. Who's AM3? Sega Rally. Oh. about to say that but um, manx
0: tt virtual oh. tennis crazy taxi sorry
3: i'm so it's I'm that more of an am2 kind of guy you're
0: sorry. more of an am2 guy no yeah, sorry, I, am well. I am as well i'm as well sorry bro
3: well,
2: i'm an am4 <laughs> man myself
3: what do they do I don't
0: know. there was no am4 because am3 uh later changed the name to hitmaker oh. am4 so, yeah, uh, did sonic uh,
3: spinball <laughs> 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 that was the
0: one and only game and that was it got rid of am4 um um yeah, so it was released in the arcades and then it was later released on the Sega Saturn on PC, um, and then much later on PlayStation Network, PS3, and Xbox Live Arcade. Oh wow. Um which obviously the ports of the arcade game itself. Um and so the player controls a mech slash robot known as a Virtuaroid. Virtual uh, Virtuaroid. Not virtual.
1: Virtual no,
0: Virtuaroid. Virtuaroid, virtu- however you want to say it. Um and it's a third person versus fighting game within a 3D environment. It's probably the What's the scale of these rates. robots? End of podcast. End of podcast, goodbye.
2: What are they as big as a human, big as a bus? How big would you say these robots are?
0: Bigger than a bus. <laughs> big,
3: How many big. buses are we talking? What
0: Are the, yeah. the buses like end to end or sat like on top of each stacked, other? Or yeah, stacked, stacked buses? Mass.
3: Mass, double deckers, mass per. Now, I don't
0: have the height of the robots to hand, but you fight around buildings and stuff. So I'm going to say 10 buses. 10 buses. I can't work it out in
1: buses. Like, how big, how big a building are we talking about? Like, three bus buildings. (laughs) Three bus buildings. A bus depot. (laughs) Like, are we talking skyscraper size or like. You played it, Rob. So so let's just say like
0: normal. Yeah, medium size residential housing. I think there's like an office 10 block. story
2: limit. Urban and wall kind of things. <laughs> so, we're not talking Dwayne Johnson skyscrapers here, are we? No, no,
0: no we're not.
1: You know, like, I know I've played
3: it's Is that is film just about a skyscraper taking on Dwayne Johnson? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, he fights yeah. a skyscraper. <laughs> it's just, the skyscraper's like, like
1: <laughs> oh Virtue One 2.
2: Like, that would be the sequel, wouldn't it? A skyscraper versus Humans. That's it.
3: Okay, I want to watch it now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So yeah, third-person fighting game. Um, and the, the attacks are primarily via projectile weapons, although each virtualoid has melee weapons and attacks for close-range combat. Now, the arcade game uh, consisted of two sit-down cabs side-by-side, and each one had twin-stick cockpit controls. Each stick featured a trigger for the weapons and turbo buttons on top. Um, so the way it works, I know we'll come on to the twin-stick thing later on, the sticks move your virtualoid left and right, um, and it kind of controls, I think, like a tank, maybe, or mm. a digger. Yeah. You yeah, push like one controls. stick forward and one back to turn in a certain direction, and vice versa. The digger controls. Yeah, yeah, digger controls. Um, Not digger controls, when you pull the sticks apart to jump. You <laughs> can't do that in a digger. Um, you push I'd be him. mortified if I was <laughs>
3: afraid in a digger. And like yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, push the sticks together to guard um and yeah the the triggers fire the different weapons. your right trigger fires your primary weapon, which is usually like a laser or some kind of projectile um and the left trigger is a secondary weapon, so grenades um or other explosives and incendiaries, which have like a radius, so you don 't have to be spot on when you throw those um and if you fire both triggers at once it 's like a powerful super weapon uh but they need to recharge, so you can only use those at sort of once, and then depending on which character you 're using. Because some of them are really powerful, some of them less powerful. They take longer to recharge, etc., etc. Um, now, I never got the chance to play one of the arcade games, and I've never actually seen one in real life. No,
2: I've never seen. I'm one guessing myself.
0: you guys haven't, but I'll throw the question.
1: I'd be amazing if there was one at Play Expo, but I don't think that
0: so. would be incredible. Yeah. No,
1: like I'm guessing it might not have come to this country in arcade form.
0: <sighs> I mean, I can't That's say for shout. sure. I, I can't say think... for sure. I don't know
3: it's possible it's,
0: dun, dun, dun. it's possible I mean point. like t- an arcade
1: game with two big cabs that's mm. not going to be something a lot of places can really accommodate necessarily Yeah, yeah no. No, we but then again way. like I used to go to um Sega World around that time every so often I don't remember seeing one there either
0: well that was it we had a Sega World in Croydon as we talked about before and there was like an 8 player Daytona oh. Um, virtual racing. Yeah, everything, oh, no, really. I mean like
1: the full Piccadilly Circus one of we course, do, like yeah, the one in London virtual yeah, yeah. reality, like Sonic kind of, and they, rides yeah, they and that kind of thing.
0: Um, but yeah, never saw one, so it could be maybe they didn't think Europe was really a market for it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, Mechs
1: are huge in Japan, so they are, yeah. But you I'm, pr- I'm pretty internet. sure they were
0: seen in America. Mm-hmm. Um, but even there, I don't think they're particularly sort of. They're widespread. pretty worried to put
2: the mech on the line. Ooh.
0: Yes. Yes. Well, we, we, yeah. Do you
2: have
1: to mech all those terrible jokes, Adrian? <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. I'll just mech up, guys. <laughs> Kiss a mech up. Kiss a mech up. <laughs> <laughs> I was really hoping we'd left that behind the last one. <laughs> I mean, Gundam, uh, Gundam a break.
0: Gundam a break. Mm. No, no. no. Tumble no tumbleweed. Far. It's not quite Tumbleweed territory, oh. but it's close. Um, so yeah we've not played it I'd love to know if any of our listeners have played or seen, even seen the arcade game in the flesh because we haven't and that makes me sad um, so my experience of the game actually comes from the Saturn release which will surprise nobody um, it came out in November of 96 and I remember it getting quite a lot of hype and build up from the Sega Saturn magazine which I obviously used to get every month because I'm a little bit sad and um, there was quite a big you know, quite a big lead up to it, quite a big, oh, look at this exciting arcade game. Um, and uh, you guys know, like, I'm a big Transformers fan. Um, and just, I remember seeing, I didn't like, know you like, Transformers? did you not know that?
3: No, I can't see that thing on your arm or
0: nothing. No, or the shelves behind me, all <laughs> <laughs> the toys on. Um, and I remember seeing, like, the screenshots of these giant polygonal super futuristic robots smashing each other about and thinking, oh,
3: that looks exciting.
0: Um, so I was, I was quite looking forward to it um and you know we were starved of things to get excited about over here when it came to the saturn so you know it was a big deal that. yeah um i mean the first time i got to try it was actually on a demo disc and that would have come with a copy of the aforementioned sega saturn magazine um they used to there was quite a few i can't remember how many demo discs they they brought out um it was called sega flash that was like the series so it'd be like sega flash volume one um And it only allowed you, I think, to play the first couple of rounds in arcade mode. I'm not even sure if all the characters were accessible or not. But it made a big impression on me, and I remember renting it when it came out. But I wasn't able to actually buy it, because I was still reliant on birthdays and Christmas for presents, for games. Oh, God, those days. I know. And I did love it. Um, Now, it was fairly faithful to the arcade, um, and both versions were developed by Sega AM3. So the port was handled by... AM three, although it was a slightly different team apparently. So, um, not AM four. Not AM four. No, they were t- they were sacked off after Sonic Spinball. Sonic so, Spinball, they, bro. they were gone. We're going to get a Sonic Spinball Twitter storm now. We are, are going to get backlash it? from all five people that love that game. Is so there
1: any game that doesn't have a committed fan base these days? Apparently not. Apparently not. After the passion
0: we saw from the passion of the Waluigi. <laughs> the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm still the Waluigi. That's another, that's another idea yeah. for Waluigi. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Let's not go there. Just uh, <laughs> forget Waluigi for now. Um, uh, yeah, and so producer of the game, Juno Watari, described the conversion to the Saturn as difficult and frustrating. That, that, more, more, that surprises me for a second. Yeah, conversion. I know. You don't often hear that. Um, <laughs> he says more difficult and frustrating than the more typical fighting games due to, um, the large size of the arenas and the numerous projectiles used by the fighters. So if you think of Virtual Fighter, um, Fighting Vipers, Last Bronx, all those kind of games, the 3D fighting games that were out on the Saturn that were converted from arcade games, mm. you didn't really have projectile attacks. Nope. There was no, you know, there was no huddle game yeah, yeah. There's no, no fireballs there was no guns do, yeah and they were great you know great fighting games but it was mm-hmm. you know unarmed combat pretty much mm-hmm. um and that that caused some issues um and one of the examples he cited was and do you saw this because you played as raiden or raiden however you want to say it earlier raiden. super mega laser super yeah mega laser Pew! um and uh do you know what Tari said? The robot fires a raiden, fires a laser, but we really had our work out trying to figure out how we were going to represent the laser because its radius was so big. Oh. At first, there was a delay when we tried to draw it on the screen, so we had to rewrite it several times. Oh, crikey. Um, and they had to uh, use their own custom operating system to develop the conversion rather than oh. the, the standard Sega graphics library. Uh, I know. Uh, but you peel back the layers about you know, what happened to the Saturn. And oh, it's, uh, just more layers. Yeah. Um, because the Saturn can't generate as many polygons per second as no. the Model 2 hardware, uh, the polygonal backgrounds were replaced with scrolling images. Mm-hmm. So,
3: but it still looks fine. Yeah. It oh, still gosh.
0: looks pretty good. Um, now again, I know you, was, was to pre-podcast, the guys all had to go around mine. It, uh, it was this first time you'd all played it ever. Yep. 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 Okay. Yep. Um, would you agree that it's fairly easy to get into and the controls are, although with the sticks, it can be a little bit confusing.
2: Uh, I, was a, I was like the, a
0: duck to water.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's easy to get, get into drowns. and the
0: controls are kind of deceptively simple because you've yeah. got your movements with the sticks. um there's only two attack buttons.
2: Well. I drive diggers by day so
1: <laughs> <laughs> It's
0: my day job. <laughs> Control virtual worlds by night.
1: <laughs> I kind of felt like I wasn't into it yet, just in terms of kind of moving across the screen. I think I was cheating a lot by pressing jump to kind of realign kind of myself. Yourself. Yeah, hello.
0: Yeah. I don't know if that uh, class that mm. was cheating. But I mean the of kind sense of a valid that sort of
1: tactic. It was I was doing that as a default because I couldn't actually turn around in like to actually directly face them. If that okay, makes sense. yeah.
0: I mean, I found that the most difficult thing with the sticks is sort of, yeah, realigning yourself and working out your. you are. Um, so, yeah, originally designed to be played with twin joysticks. The satin pad, I know you guys didn't use that, but it does work pretty well. And you just have extra buttons for jumping and you use the sho- <laughs> shoulder buttons to turn the virtual Um So it's fairly fairly bare bones. You get into the game, you pick arcade mode. And you crack get on. Into it. You get into it. Get into it. And you basically choose between arcade or versus. That's it. No messing. And just jump in. Character select screen's pretty cool. You scroll through the different robots and you kind of see them lined up ready for action in what must be some kind of sort of giant hangar. Um and it must be some kind how of many how many buses <laughs> <laughs> how many buses could you fit in that <laughs> many buses
1: how many clothes could you hang up with that how many oh. clothes could you hang oh. up in the
0: hangar with the hanger um oh, oh, making those jokes
1: uh oh making me mad
0: yeah it's obviously some kind of huge aircraft carrier um, and then once you select your character you see him sort of almost slingshotted out into the sea off to uh, the first battle and this is where you see the very first cool little touch, which I pointed out to Aid earlier. I didn't mention it to you and I doubt you would have noticed still. Um, all the virtual Roids are powered by Sega Saturns Ooh. and you can see on their backs the Sega Saturn. And at certain points, it, uh, the uh, disc tray opens so you can see a disc spinning oh, inside.
2: Quality. That is
3: messed up
2: so much. <laughs> so, but don't you think Keith they could have done different consoles for each uh, for each character so you could have a Jaguar one you could have you could have a, a Playstation one
1: I think the problem well I think the problem with that is the Jaguar yeah, one would, would stop breaking it would just fall straight into the water it yeah harsh like literally <laughs> there's is bit like when you fly after each mission you like you kind of rocket through the hangar Jaguar one would go after hanging into the water <laughs> I'll be back Keith I'll be back
3: <laughs> <laughs> you guys anyway no I was going to say um, hey, the Jaguar mech CD nice one wouldn't even have g- got that far yeah make nice make me- nice make nice, mech nice. nice. Um, on the arcade version then what yeah. are they powered by
0: oh oh you've got me
3: gotcha I haven't played it I'll have to check that gotcha. they're powered by oh.
0: arcade oh. yeah, versions wouldn't it be really cool though if they actually they still had Saturn that would be awesome that would be like this yeah. you know this is going to be a Saturn game Oh, I don't know. We'll have to check. Ooh. If anyone knows, let us know.
3: I want to see the thing with the disc yeah. spinning and stuff. It's I cool. didn't even know. It
0: was happening the whole time you were playing, but obviously what? you're too busy fighting.
3: I was too busy looking at the back the of the the your Annihilation your that I was avoid. carrying out there. <laughs> you did
0: pretty well, didn't you? You got to space. I got to the, the space. Bit. <laughs> so yeah, as they're launched into the battle, you can see the Sega Saturns on their backs, oh, which wow. I, I always loved. Um, so, before we get into it too much more, shall we take a look at the different virtual roids? Yeah, I've got a let's personal favourite. Yeah. Dodonpachi. No, Dodonpachi no, do is not a virtual roid. Oh, that's a different one. Sorry. <laughs> so, let's uh, let's go through them. So,
3: they all named after shoot-em-ups.
0: <laughs> no. Oh. Raiders. No, right no. shoot em up game. tell you what Raiders. I'm going to do, actually. I'm going to walk around the room. No, oh. I'm going to pass you around the instruction manual Ooh. while I go through them. Just because I know you played it, but just to kind of remind you. What they look like, because otherwise it's just me saying
1: words. Which I like, is, I like you saying words. Which is words. kind of the point of a podcast. Yeah. But <laughs> just so it. you can ha-
0: remind yourself of what they all look like. So.
1: Can okay. you, um, attach each one to like a public figure or celebrity? <laughs> so you get an idea of, you know, their, <laughs> their kind of feel. Or is uh, that a bit much?
0: It's probably a bit much. Um, but you know, maybe we'll give it a go. When, once you've got the manual and you can have a look, maybe you can. Yeah, that's your You job, could bro. do that. Yeah. But it will start off with, uh, virtual Temjin. I mean, they've got into such detail here. They've all got sort of code names as well. But we'll go with Temjin. <laughs> the Tem-
3: Sorry,
0: I'm just laughing at the- <laughs> <laughs> <A> Dorcas. Dorcas. <laughs> now, the Temjin was the first prototype to be developed by the DN group. This machine was made for stability and performance. An all-round fighting machine. What the Temjin might lack in advanced technologies, it makes up for with its reliability. Uh, Temjin was kind of the face of the series. He's the one on the cover. I'm saying he. It's a robot. Um, <laughs> he's the face of the series and featured in most of the promotional material. Oh, so, I did make a note here, Rob. You could think of him as the, the Ryu of Virtual On. Okay. He's the all-rounder, easy to control. The
1: good guy. I was yeah. thinking Clint Eastwood from that description, but. Like, okay, I like that. I like that. Well, I'd like yeah. love as to see Clint again. Eastwood
3: do a Hadouken. That would be pretty
0: oh, awesome. That would be pretty awesome. Okay, the next one, AIDS favorite, is Virtual Roy Dorcas oh, wow.
2: Me and Dorcas go way back. <laughs> He, pre- he prefers to be called Dork-Ass. Thank you. Keith. Dork-Ass <laughs>
0: was the product of, product product of early experimentation with a stronger armored structure. The Dorkass is built slower than the other droids, but packs a heavier punch. The long range and obstacle obstacle clearing power of its hammer attack make it a particularly cut- tough customer in the broken field arenas. Yeah. Um, Show Rob the picture. Because my uh, oh, oh yeah. Come up I, with I can uh, see like, like a here, celebrity yeah. comparison. <laughs> Dork-Ass.
1: Um. I don't know, I was thinking, I guess, more of a... St- well, I don't know, it sounded like Zangief. I think we should just maybe compare okay, these to... Okay, uh, Zangief. Yeah. These well, to fight,
0: uh, other people. fighting characters. Okay, yeah, we'll go, Zangief. Okay, now. Uh, Virtuoroid Fei Yen is the fastest of the DN group droids. Sleek and streamlined for high-speed maneuverability. The R&D team had to cut back on armor and heavy weapons, but Yen is rumored to have a devastating secret attack system for last-ditch defense. Mm. Now... She's ostensibly the female character. She's pink, appears to have What's robo robot? robo boobs. Chun-Li. She a- robo- does appear to Cammy? have robo- boobs. robo boobs. Surely, Cammy. And some attacks involve heart-shaped lasers. So they've definitely designed Yen as the <laughs> the feminine the robot. the ladies' choice. The ladies' virtualoid. Um yeah, Cammy maybe, I don't know. We'll go with Cammy one. We'll go with Cam- we're going with Cammy. Okay. Belgdor. <laughs> Bel-dor. Now, Belgdor is based on the popular Raiden battle droid. The Belgdor is a slightly more mobile variant with a formidable homing missile system. The Belgdor doesn't have a one punch KO capability of a Dorcas or a Raiden, but it beats them both in speed and jumping range. So he's not, he's, he's powerful, but not the strongest. Guile? No. Maybe, well, maybe. He's got a good jump. Fae Scorpion?
1: Feylong. I'm just Sco- being, no, no, I don't know, he's combat. not as
2: fast as <laughs> I'm long. being annoying. No more combat allowed. <laughs> he's he he a scorpion, Tell him off, <laughs> Keith. Get over here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he had to do it. i thinking Guile then, maybe.
0: Uh, I would go along with that, that's fair enough. Okay. Uh, Viper 2. Developed for fast tactical deployment, Viper 2 extends the Temjin prototype to a new level of quickness and agility sacrifices were made in the Viper 2 armor and close range arsenal but most machines have trouble getting close enough to hit one yeah. now I, I, maybe it's just me but oh. I've got a feeling the Viper's supposed to be female as well again because it's bright pink and appears to be wearing stiletto heels
2: Chun-Li then I guess
1: hmm <laughs> yeah I guess you can't always get close to Chun-Li with like kind of the kicks that's and true the Gentiles, the speed, yeah. Yeah. Okay. like Sonya <laughs> Sonya
3: <laughs> Sonya Blade <laughs> sorry <laughs>
0: cool <laughs> This next character's interesting. Ah, now, would that be Virturoid Balbaspo?
3: (laughs) Balbaspo! (laughs) Balbaspo! Balbaspo. Balbaspo.
0: The Balbaspo (laughs) was released well after the other DN group battle droids, and it represents a new direction in virtual warfare tech droids. With longer sustained jumping power and next-generation smart guidance weapon systems, the Balbaspo may be the newest stage in battle droid evolution.
1: Looking at Balbaspo, I'm looking at Street Fighter vibe off here, looks a bit like... It's shaped a bit like Charles Xavier's kind of like hover kind of. I was going to say
0: Bow doesn't have legs, so yeah, it's a bit of a different different take mm-hmm. here.
1: But like, it's kind of coloured in the same way as, oh, what was the name of those like advanced? What was the name of those like kind of um? Help me out. Oh, the Sentinels. Like, wasn't oh, yeah, it like that man. advanced yeah, yeah. version of Sentinel that like was whitened, kind of maroon, and could like kind of. Morph,
2: uh, Oh, I can Maroon picture 5. <laughs> oh. Yes, he's like leasing I a Maroon 5. I do know what you mean,
0: Rob. I do know what you mean, but I can't think of what they were called. I'm
1: going to look up its name while you're Okay, you go, for one. go for Maroon it.
0: 5 Maroon 5, decided. It's the Maroon 5. Okay, next one. Now, I don't know how to say this, so I'm just going to say it how it's written. So, it's virtual Affarmed. It's A-P-H-A-R-M-D. Yeah, uh, Affarmed. A-farm. Affarmed. The Affarmed models are designed for use as guerrilla shock troops with a pair of beam tonfers. I could be a farm. Do you know, do you know, are? No, what Tonfazar? Do you know are, deal? Yeah. What are they? I don't know. <laughs> oh. Sorry. They're no. like big nightstick type things, ah. but they're used in like, in martial arts. Um, especially suited for hand to hand combat, turbo speed and sturdy armor make the a farmed droid a force to be reckoned with on any battleground.
2: He's got the same trousers as Guile, so. He has
0: got Guile trousers. He has got camo. He's, he's Guile.
2: There's a lot of toys, It did amuse
0: isn't it? me, the robot in the camo trousers. Mm. I just think that's quite amusing.
3: There's a lot of mech choice, really.
0: A lot of mech choice. Yeah. Need, and it doesn't finish there. It's actually,
3: it, doesn't, it actually makes it more. quite hard to mech a choice.
0: Oh.
3: oh.
1: By the way... Uh, mech in your mind. Oh. <laughs> By the way, um, while you were talking about his... Camo trousers. farmed. and one uh, The name of the other sentin- sentinel was Nimrod. <laughs> Hilariously, oh, <dear>. enough. <laughs> I knew it was something offensive. Yeah. Broadcast versus Nimrod. <laughs> For obvious is reasons, is I don't want to make any guesses. Yeah,
0: it's fair enough. Um, and finally, virtual Raiden. Or Raiden, however you choose to pronounce it. <laughs> I'm not here to judge. Or Raiden. Raiden. <laughs> the <laughs> Raiden droids are feared equally for their dual laser cannons and their strontium alloy armor. If these machines have a weak point, it's a lack of speed and jumping ability. But they don't need to spend much time trying to get out of anything's way.
1: E-Honda. No, I'm getting a Sagat vibe off this one. Sagat,
0: yeah, Tiger. E-Honda for me, personally.
3: No, man. No, I'm feeling Balrog on that (laughs) He's (laughs) he
0: Raiden is my personal favourite. No, no, I'm feeling... The super powerful central laser cannon, which Dill was playing around with
1: earlier. Oh, Bambergast going. No, come on, like, Sagat has two different types of fireballs. Tiger. Dual cannons. And Strong can't get too close to him because he'll Tiger upcut you.
0: Or Tiger Knee. B- yeah. Sagat can yeah.
1: jump, though. He can't jump he can much, jump. though. He's like the weakest jump out of all the games. That's true.
0: but he doesn't jump that high. We'll give this one to Rob. But he doesn't really need to jump that high. because you I'll just... give Rob that one. Yeah. Okay. Rob so, Raiden's my favourite. I know you guys only played it briefly. Have you got a favourite favourite droid? Ryden. Yours is Raiden, because that's Raiden. the one you picked. Ryden.
2: Dorcas, the mightiest of all robots, with
1: the coolest name. I quite like to Farmed.
0: But... Farmed? Oh, Rob like to Farmed. There you go. Um So, once you've picked your virtual roid, there's a pretty cool loading screen, which threw me off at first, because it's television static. And I thought, oh no, it's broken, it's not exactly working. Exactly what I thought. Yeah. Um And then you get like a schematic of the uh, virtual roid you're about to battle, and the arena you're going to battle in. There's eight different arenas, five on Earth, and three in...
3: space. Flooded the final c- frontier. No. Flooded city,
0: airport, waterfront, green hills... Which I uh, quite liked. I thought maybe a slight little nod there. To it a it's a Sega game. It's got to be, hasn't it? A little nod Green to hills. our blue friend.
2: <laughs> mushroom Kingdom. Ooh, no, no, there's no. no Mushroom Kingdom. No,
0: don't mech those jokes
1: here.
0: <laughs> Ruins, space dock, moon base, and finally Death Trap, which is where you take on the final boss. Um, kind of
1: bit like Sonic 2. Oh yeah,
0: with death, um, death Egg, and the final boss is Dr. Egg. Eggman, Doctor Eggman, the big robotic yep. machine. It was, yeah. It was yeah. all yeah. a ruse. It's actually a Sonic game. Um, and then so you're thrown into battle and typical of a 1v1 fighting game, there's a timer, health bars, and you can have, you can either have a single round battle or best two out of three in classic Street Fighter 2 style. Um, and the fighting itself, like I said, it's deceptively simple. Um, like most fighting games, but button bashing here probably won't get you much further than a second round in arcade mode. Although, I was, I was you smashing were, them
3: buttons, think, bro. No, I think I, you had I, some I tactics going there on. There wasn't much tactics there. <laughs> Unleash the, unleashed the laser and then just pummel the buttons. That was basically what I was doing. Okay. Wasn't it? All right. You, li- you <laughs> <Well, laughs> poo pooed my, my <laughs> you theories. You
0: were literally um, a tactics truck, weren't you? Yeah. And didn't I have it on? There was su-
3: tactics truck. I had it on super hard as well, didn't I? Uh, no, you had it on extremely difficult. Easy. No. Oh. That's
0: easy. Um do <laughs> you, only, only play games. In <laughs> I see. Um, and yeah, I mean, okay. So button bashing it can get you somewhere. Yes. Um But I find that due to the once you're getting that sort of getting used to the controls, the 3D space and keeping the enemy in your sights is probably the hardest thing to start with. Um It's
3: really handy they've got those red arrow things.
0: Otherwise, to you let you know which yeah you which direction know which way to turn, yeah.
3: you're like. Uh, I don't know where I'm going.
0: Yeah. And you, ca- you can hammer the attack buttons, but some of the weapons, especially the powerful central attack, uh, they've got limited uses before they need to recharge so they can leave you vulnerable, like Raiden's uh-huh. super-duper powerful laser. Um, and they sometimes take a second or two to fire, so keeping your opponent in the crosshairs is part of the challenge. Um, uh, the other thing as well, which kind of sets it apart from other 3D fighters at the time, is the physical, the buildings and things. So you've got physical obstacles that you can hide behind and use as cover. Um And you need to learn to make full use of the dashing and jumping mechanics to outmaneuver the enemy. And this is especially important when you're up against the more powerful but slower virturoids, because it only takes. I think you found that, eh? Didn't you? Against it was when you first came up against Dorkas. Yeah. It only takes a couple of direct hits from oh, them. Man. I thought like a real yeah. like dork. <laughs> but if you can use, you know, use this lack of speed against them, and use the cover and stuff. So you know. It, like, I suppose all fighting games, really, or modern fighting games have quite a bit of depth. Um, although it seems basic to start with, there, you know, there's depth and strategy that can be, can be found there. Um, oh, and there's the guard mechanic as well, which I don't fit anyone Is really as much. When no, you put, I didn't no, know. No, I don't even use it much really. To no. You just want you want to keep far enough away that you don't need to worry about yeah. it. But when you're fighting in melee combat, you push the two sticks together towards each other yep. and then you guard. So. It's also something that you need to kind of get the hang of. Um, and I would just, I would say like all the best fighting games, it kind of lives up to that easy to get into difficult to master category. If you're going to play it on the harder difficulty settings, it's, it is an easy game yeah. to pick up and have fun with for a few minutes, like yeah. any good arcade game. No, I enjoyed it when yeah. I played it. I was
2: like, this is just pure action. It's good fun, isn't all it? All fighting stuff going on. Loved it. I just, yeah. So, I mean, what did fight. you guys, I know
0: again, you've only had like a, first impressions or what did you make of the gameplay
2: it's like pure
0: stuff
3: stuff going on <laughs> thanks for that Dale.
2: <laughs> <laughs> anyone else that should be in the back, the, <laughs> <laughs> the back of the box
3: pure stuff
0: going on
1: you forgot the three attack. <laughs> not. stuff going on no I liked it like um, obviously kind of I didn't get the controls at first but like sure. you say it is especially if you play on an easy kind of level you do kind of win a lot Quite kind of easy early yeah, on. Yeah. While you're getting the hang of it, it's kind of easy to kind of have that. And you know, like I like to. I could one of those games where I'd like to play a bit more because I'd like to get the hang of the controls. And mm. then, but I felt like I was getting into it. Like Keith, I don't. I think you may have kind of mentioned this briefly. Yeah. But um, you actually have the original controls, not as like the Saturn kind of joystick. Yeah, like I'm gonna
0: come on to that. Thing. But yeah, the twin stick controller. Yeah, it's yeah, cool. So you, I like that a lot. It's Very cool. cool.
1: Yeah, I liked
2: it. I thought it was um it, it's one of those games where it could be really clunky controls. Mm. Uh I feared, oh is this gonna work, but actually it was responsive. When it's I, co- you,
0: when you see those sticks it's yeah. a bit daunting, isn't but, it? You oh. kinda of go, Uh-oh. What do I do with these sticks? Yeah. Yeah,
2: no, honestly I liked it, enjoyed it a lot. Wasn't very good at it. I think I died on easy. <laughs> <laughs> but I enjoyed it, Keith, yeah.
0: Good. Glad to hear it. Um it does get difficult later on, um, and the final boss is it's an impossibly huge and almost impossible to avoid.
3: You know what question Wait, I'm going to ask you? Go,
0: oh, go on. No, you don't even need to ask. You can ask me if it was on easy. No, how oh. many
3: buses is... The, the <laughs> how many buses...
0: <laughs> as I don't know. As many buses as it takes to fill up the screen
3: virtually. there's a lot of buses. That's got to be at least 11 buses. <laughs>
0: on it- the
2: moon... This is moon oh. buses. Yeah. Oh, it's about at least
1: thirty-five. I'd say
3: thirty-five moon
2: buses.
1: Thirty-five
0: moon buses, which is equivalent to how many London buses?
1: Oh I, my I god! With and is this infinite. like a is it like a battle robot as well, or is it something else?
0: Thank you, Rob, for bringing us back to sanity. <laughs> um the, Yeah, the final boss is it's it, all it's, very sane. Yeah, it's, it's very, very hard. hard. Yeah, we're talking about robots yeah. in space. It's all very sane. Yeah. Um It's almost impossible to avoid, and it's known as Zedgrad. G R A D T. Z-Grad or Z Grad. Zgrad. It's like a code name. Um and it appears to have all the other robots' attacks uh, in true kind of Mortal Kombat fashion. Although well, it doesn't change into each character, but um, so Shang Sung. Shang Sung, yep. <laughs> um I haven't managed to beat that even in easy mode because I suck. And, it and it's like? really really hard. It just like it's kind of match. like uh, Whereas the others are all kind of humanoid shape, aren't they? The, the virtualoids. It's it's almost it's got an element of Ed Two Hundred Nine going on, Ooh. Um but it's got like four legs, and it's just huge. It sounds it's kind X. of got it's kind of got that Ed Two Hundred Nine kind of curved it's face, more like Metal Gear Rex. Oh, maybe yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's you make quite it sound similar to Metal gear
1: crafty in there, but interesting.
0: But it's yeah, it's 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 hard. Metal Gear. It's hard. So that's Metal oh, Gear. No, no. So that yeah, that's the final boss. Um the Saturn port, the graphics I well, one out, the graphics must be a step down from the arcade, but having only seen like screenshots we and you not checked any... out the
3: Xbox Live arcade version?
0: No, not yet. not yet. I need so to like dust off the Xbox. Um, of but I think it holds up really well. Apart from the static backgrounds. Well they, well, they scroll. They're not static, actually. But they are flat 2D backgrounds. But the arena is 3D. The virtual world's all 3D. Um, the attacks and everything are all in 3D. Um, and I think it holds up pretty well.
1: I, think, I thought it looked awesome for a Saturn game. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously, it's not going to be the same as the arcade. But no, I could no, get no. an idea of what the arcade would have looked like. It's not like they're kind of just... Blank colour bits in the background. The backgrounds mm. are kind of done, like, pretty well. Not 3D-ish, but, you know, they look pretty good. Like yeah. AM3
3: slash AM4 did a really good job. Like, it looks 3D-ish. looks... The, it's the best... I think it's the best 3D game I've seen on the Saturn. Ooh,
0: better than Virtual Fighter 2. Mm. High praise. High, High praise, praise indeed. No, I mean, we. Are, me and we were talking about this earlier when you first played it, and yeah you had the saturn conversions where they suffered sometimes we go back to talking about daytona and the pop-up which is like mm. 20 feet down the road yeah and the, the track is constantly popping in i guess because of the kind of game this is in a closed arena yeah, yeah it's to, there yeah. everything's there it doesn't need to pop in and out um mm. and you don't have that and it is quite quite detailed um i think the the robots they've got quite unique designs mm. you know he was gonna struggle to give character. Does to um when, robots, you do, but,
2: sorry, Keith, when you do sorry, when you do two player like versus mode, like yeah, yeah. the graphics downside, obviously gonna be split screen?
0: Um, just the... a bit smaller. Okay, yeah, it's a split screen. Um thanks for mentioning that. So yeah, you can choose either horizontal or vertical split screen. Oh. Um I think vertical probably works best. I think the horizontal it's just squashed too much. Vertical on. vertical vertical, virtual Love on. It. Yeah. That's all right. <laughs> um I love the music. Oh, uh, here we yeah, go. Here it goes again. Right? It's got no, a great soundtrack. soundtrack. Great. It's just Sega art, eighties, nineties arcade. Man, they knew how to do
3: those tunes. It's really, really A lot of them good. probably sound the same, but we don't care.
0: Mm. I do, it does add to it. I mean, and there's some really cool robot voice samples as well. I don't know if you heard those earlier, really. It's quite nice. I heard Happy Birthday Party. Did you? Yeah. I think you might have imagined
3: it. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Birthday Party.
0: Um, yeah, there's some cool robot voice samples. Um, and it's just, an, it's another outstanding. Say soundtrack. Unfortunately, I don't know who composed it, but big credit to whoever did because big, big up. It's cracking. I've been listening to it in a fair bit recently. Um, data discs, data discs. Do it. Do virtual on cyber troopers.
2: Cyber troopers. Cyber, troopers. cyber
1: troopers. Does um the pink do any, either any, like the uh, pink theme feminine robots sound like the sexy version of the robot in Rocky Four?
0: No, sadly not. <laughs> hey Polly, Can,
2: there the you guy, go. Rub your toothbrush,
1: Polly. <laughs> <laughs> If I've told you once, I've told you a thousand times. <laughs> we can
2: but dream, Keith. We, we can, can but dream. dream.
0: We can. Maybe someone will do some kind of like mod to Virtual On where they could put the robot from Rocky Forward. in. Please, it.
2: please. Or they could actually bring the robot into the game as a playable character. Yeah. It It wouldn't be be tiny. It wouldn't even be
0: a (laughs) bus. No, it wouldn't. It would, it's, it's like half a, no, well. Half a bus? One, one tenth of a bus. I don't know. One tenth of a bus,
3: man. I don't think it would stand much of a chance. How is that meant to be be Vgrat or whatever it was? Zgrat. Zgrat. Close. Sorry. Or Zgrat. Zgrat.
0: Um, difficulty wise, I've only really played it on easy and normal. I've managed to get to the final boss. The later, later levels do get harder. Um, I'm too much of a wuss to try on hard. The real thing, I suppose, with an arcade port is longevity.
3: There's no other modes.
0: There's no other modes apart from verses. Actually, I'm lying. There is a ranking mode, but, I mean, really all you're doing is trying to get high scores. You get high scores for combos and, you know, things like that. But it doesn't... You might as well play arcade mode. It's not a really story mode, mode
3: where you could be some of these corporations and stuff. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Do a bit of... You know, like in Syndicate where you are like, inventing weapons <laughs> and
1: things. Yeah. You can just do well, considering how
0: much mention there is of the evil corporate corporations at the beginning, they don't in appear in the game. I or, you know. could do that whole cy-
1: or you could do the whole cyborg justice thing, where you can knock stuff pieces off the other robots and latch them onto yours. There you
0: go. I like that. Yeah, you could take Throw the weapons. Yes, good shot.
1: I want to, I've got to put flash a hard laser on there. Yeah, mm,
2: I still prefer the Rocky Four robot idea personally, but yeah, I'd be. I just body. wants
0: the option to give your robot a sexy voice. So okay. <laughs> we we'll see what we can do. But yeah, I mean it's it's an arcade game. But that doesn't in mean your that does in your home. That doesn't your mean home. you're not going to come back and play it a lot. You might not come and play it for hours at a time, but there it is. Um sadly, I never owned it back in the 90s. Um and as I mentioned before, my Saturn got sold. Mm. And I moved on. Um but once I got back into the Saturn a couple of years ago, this was quite high on my list of must-buy games because I had great memories of the little time that I did spend with it um it's relatively cheap now you can get a power copy for about 20 quid um but my nice japanese copy was only five pounds so if we go down that route save yourself some money okay and with it being an arcade game everything's in english so there's literally no reason to to buy a power copy except in the
1: manual seemingly but i guess yeah you got yeah you can work japanese out the version, controls yeah.
0: it's fine um, but yes, yeah, so I bought it, played it and loved it all over again. And and I thought my Saturn virtual on experience was complete. And then I heard about the twin stick controller. Oh, cool, here we go. Um, now obviously we've mentioned it briefly because this is what the guys played it on earlier. Um, and it was developed, especially for use with this game. It is a one, one replica of the arcade
3: sticks. That's great. Isn't it? That and is isn't great.
0: that, uh, you know, I just, I just love that whole idea. Um It was surely the box out.
3: is massive because of the same because yeah. it is a one one. I mean, it was they surely haven't, they, haven't, they could have made them smaller. They could have made them a bit smaller. Yeah, they a could bit have more yeah. like the old arcade sticks like Sega used to do back in the day, like the box. old Mega Drive one. Yeah, yeah, they, they could
0: have, have and it surely it was only ever going to lose money. So it's just one of those things when you think, oh, I love Sega, make yeah. crazy ideas. Yeah, you know, but that that whole desire to bring the arcade experience home, I think, it's just it's got to be commended. Yeah, um, I
1: think, like, at that point, yeah. Sega's arcade might. We, we're talking about this in the Saturn episode. I would have mm. loved for the Saturn to have been more arcade-centered than it even was. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, the Twin Stick, it was only released in Japan, though, uh, and it's only compatible with a handful of games. So there's this, Virtual On, Gundam Side Story, parts 2 and 3, unsurprisingly, mech game, um, and Gun Griffin 2, which is also a mech game. Sounds <laughs> rad. Uh, that it, yeah. Um, I've got Gundam side story, parts one, two, and three. Apparently it's only compatible with two and three, which is pretty cool. Um, it's a mech game. You're, it's this first person, so you control the mech from inside the mech and you fight other mechs. It's not, they're not as pretty as virtual on, um, graphics wise. And obviously a lot of the story is in Japanese, so you kind of miss out on that side of it. But, you know, it's it's quite serviceable. I played it with the controller first and it was a bit boring and having the sticks does add something to it. Yeah. It does make it a bit more fun. You do feel like you're controlling a mech. So that side of it is pretty cool.
2: If you play like a random other Saturn game with the sticks in, does it do anything? We tried? <laughs> I, I, no, it, it, I,
0: I haven't tried, <laughs> but as far as I'm aware, it just won't recognise it. What would be it, the it worst game,
2: it. that if it did work, that you could play with it? I don't know. Maybe a Sonic game or something. Just...
0: Yeah, I guess. Yeah,
2: or maybe I don't know a platform game. Yeah, yeah it'd be quite game. hard, wouldn't it?
0: Yeah, using the sticks. Yeah. Um, now it, to me, it kind of seemed like the twin stick was like an expensive but limited peripheral. So I, try, I tried to ignore its existence for a while. You I were was like? like I, I, don't yeah, I, d- I don't need that. Yeah, I, mean, it. nice, uh-huh, I don't need it. I mean, it's nice. How hard did you try? <laughs> <laughs> I took. I don't know. It did, took me probably about a good couple of years before I took the plunge. So my my resistance held for a while. Um, but everything, everything I read about it said it was the only way to play virtual on on the Saturn. The only way. The only way. And that once you've played it with the sticks, you'll never go back. Um, and that it almost perfectly replicated the arcade experience. And so I was like, I was just wrestling with this notion of like, I can't spend all that money on a controller that I'm only going to use for probably one game. Um, and then eventually I came across one that was nicely priced and it was in a box and I was just, I took the plunge and I love it. I think it's brilliant. Um, you guys obviously all had fun playing with it. Um, and it does feel like playing an
3: arcade game. Yeah, it does. What? I think I might have broke it, sorry. <laughs> He's phased now. Uh, sorry, bro. Just giving him the look. Um,
0: it's really well built bit of, well built piece of kit. Obviously, yeah, it, it cost, it cost a few quid. Well, it, well, it was until Dil smashed it to pieces. It's fine, it's fine. It's but it's it's solid and it does, it does, it gives you that feel of being in control of a huge mech and that's, That's the fun for me. Um, it's only made up of two sticks, four buttons, and the start button. It's really basic, but it's, it's built to do a job and it it does it really well. Um, I a feeling
1: flight sims, if they were still a thing at that point, would have been good. Yeah. Yeah. Afterburner or something. There's,
0: there is, there's another peripheral that I want to get. Oh, no. It's kind of the last big one on my list. It's the mission stick. Um, and it is essentially, uh, flight stick. So it, oh, there, there's a Japanese variant where it comes boxed with Space Harrier, which is again, a bit like Outrun off the an arcade perfect port of Space Harrier on uh, on Saturn. Oh, the Saturn with the mission. Because if you, I don't know if you guys remember, I bought Space Harrier in the arcades. It was a, a flight stick. No,
3: you I don't, don't remember. It in the actual arcades, I really? Yes. Okay.
2: I don't remember. Okay, I
0: played it played on it just had the stick. Um, and that is compatible with Afterburner as well. So That is pricey. I bet he played op-
1: quite... Afterburner just because it was so expensive in the arcades.
0: I know, but that that, that arcade machine, though. Oh, oh, yeah. With the rotating awesome.
1: camera. Oh. Can't see Terminator 2 without getting nostalgic. For that.
0: Yeah, I know, I know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the control, they're not cheap, the twin sticks. But I would say if you love mech games and you own a Saturn, I would say it's worth it. Um, and it's probably a decent time to get one because the nice ones that are boxed and in really good condition will probably go up in price. Mm-hmm. It was only sold in Japan. So if you're interested, get I one. say take the plunge now. Um, so that, um, that's virtual on. Uh, I just want to touch on the sequels quickly. I haven't played any of them at all, mm-hmm. but there's a few out there and there's a couple that I am really interested in trying. So, um, Anyone listening who has played any of these, I'd like to hear thoughts, recommendations. You know. Um, so the first game after this was Cyber Troopers Virtual On Oratorio Tangram.
3: That's my kind of title. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or
0: C T V O O T for not so short. C T V O O T. That Cyber Troopers Virtual On Oratorio Tangram. You got it. There will no, be. A, there will be. To, there it? will be a test um, re- released between 1998 and then 2004 in the arcades and then on the Dreamcast oh, yeah. uh, with special with a special peripheral device, the Dreamcast Twin Sticks. While you're uh, kidding uh, me. Right? And in 2009 uh, for the Xbox Live Arcade service. Um, now, sadly, very few of these arcade units made it outside Japan, um, but the US release of uh, V-O-O-T on Dreamcast had many features such as cable versus and custom virtual locked for unknown reasons. So it had all these features that you could play in Japan but not in America. So yeah it was never released in Europe. Um, uh, Later versions of the arcade this is pretty cool incorporated a VMU slot. Hey, for imported colors and settings created on the Japanese wow, version nice. on the Dreamcast, love that! Yeah, so you could take that, take your VMU to the arcade. Nice. To the How cool would you AM? be? Just put in my personal, in. I put yeah, my I VMU, yeah I'm the VMU,
2: yeah, on the VMU Mech Um,
0: I haven't played this, but I would like to because this is really cool. Apparently, you can get an adapter which allows use of the Saturn twin sticks on the Dreamcast, <gasps> so I don't have to shell out for another set of twin sticks. I've heard of this, yeah, yeah
3: get that adapter.
0: So I need you can play to play Vajalon orangutan, it's called. <laughs> on it's pretty close. Oratario Tangram. Um I need yeah, I need to uh find a way of playing Japanese games on my Dreamcast. You can do it. It's pretty straightforward, isn't it?
3: Yeah, because I don't
0: Aren't they isn't they're just kind of sort of boot disc that you have to get to
3: I think, yeah, with Dreamcast they're not um security What's the word? Coded the disks. So you just have to have the burn file, burn it to a CD, and you just have whatever region Dreamcast is. But yeah, people have probably hacked a yeah. ROM of it that will play on the PAL.
0: So I need to Dreamcast. do that. I can hook you up, bro. Hook me up, bro. Yeah, and I need I to sort out one of those um, adapters as well so I can use my twin oh, sticks. Yikes. So that's that one. Next one was v- Cyber Troopers Virtual on Force. which is less of a mouthful, but also less interesting. Mm. Um, This was released... You
1: liked it when you heard it at the beginning of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: This was released exclusively in Japanese arcades in 2001, and it was the first game in the series to be released after AM3 was renamed to Hitmaker, and features a new system of gameplay where players are teamed up in pairs to oppose another pair with a leader-slash-subordinate rule set. The machines use a card system found in other arcade machines to keep player data. Um, this was later released on the Xbox 360 in 2010. And friend of the show, G to the next level, oh, has yeah. a beautiful special edition box set of this. Um, it was quite expensive when it came out. Um, oh, wow, and that's another one I would like to play. Um, Cyber Troopers Virtual on Mars with a Z. <laughs> yes, are, a Z. are we feeling that one? On Mars. Mars, Mars, no, only for the two new metal Z. spelling, <laughs> yeah, Mars. 30 Seconds to Mars. <laughs> no, Sunny One said... <laughs> oh, boo. Sorry. boo Earns. First, re- first released in Japan and the United States in 2003 for the PlayStation 2 um, and re-released on the PS3 in Japan in 2013. Um, it uses the virtual on-force rules for gameplay and graphics and is the first virtual on-game to have a single-player story mode. Um, you could
2: work the PS2 controller, couldn't you, the... Uh...
0: As the PlayStation 2 has no official twin sticks, the game's controls rely on the dual controllers. Mm-hmm. This was corrected in PS3, re- in the PS3 re-release with twin stick peripheral configuration. Um, as Ooh. it has a story mode included, this game is regarded more as an action adventure game than simply a fighting game. Um, and funnily enough, there's been a game released this year. What? what? But, uh, yeah. Um, it's on PS4. What? Yeah. <laughs> it's called, I, uh, now I like this one. Oh, here we go. But I, uh, well. A certain magic, virtual on. Is <laughs>
2: that like, like a love album when someone's trying to make a sort of love smooth yeah. album? I virtual, what's it called? Virtual on. A certain magic. A certain magic.
1: Colon or brackets?
0: The way I've typed it in my notes is neither. But I reckon colon. Okay. First released in Japan for the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation Vita in 2018, the game is a collaboration between Sega and Dengeki Bunko, featuring characters from Kazuma Kamachi's light novel series, A Certain Magical Index.
1: Oh, wow. huh.
0: It was released on February 15th. Um, now, I'd like to give this one a try just to see. I mean, it looks amazing, obviously. Um, but it's quite story-heavy, apparently, and at the moment there are only Japanese or Chinese subtitled versions available oh. and the the voiceovers all in Japanese, so oh. at the moment Troubles yeah, yeah, chances of that getting released over here are probably slim, so I might have to just try
2: the Japanese one, see how we go
3: if we, if we create a Twitter storm yeah a, t- a, storm, in a storm in the Twitter sphere
1: storm in twitter hashtag yeah. getting certain magic to English yeah, yeah, I'd I mean, rather start one to get the robot from Rocky Four put in the next one yeah. Let's do both. Justice let's for do, Rocky Four robot. Let's do both. Hey, yo, Paulie, You taught boy. it to speak like that.
0: So, virtual <laughs> on. You <laughs> 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 are too quite finished. Um, I've just got to round up now. I didn't realise I'd be talking for this long about virtual on. But I guess it has a certain magic.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you could say that you've been going virtual on and on. Oh. Virtually, yes. Um, so,
0: virtual on. One of, now, this, I'm just going to have a little bit of a... Not a rant not a rant just a an off
2: a virtual off the record amusing i'm going to
0: not be amusing i'm going to um one of the reasons i love it so much is down to that intangible sega factor i told you i was bringing sega back aid sega i'm bringing sega back yeah
1: bringing sega back (laughs) (laughs)
0: um it is for me it's this it's this intangible thing right now i've heard i read this i'm not going to take credit for it um I've read people elsewhere mention something called the blue sky feeling of Sega games. They're classic arcade games. Uh, if you think back to out from like outrun to afterburner, Daytona USA, up to yeah, cra- I know exactly even what up to they're crazy taxi. About. It's like bright blue skies, nuclear orange sunsets, um, white fluffy clouds, and that kind of instant feel There's like gray
1: streets, the white kind of markings on white buildings on either side. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, and I mean, even in this, which is like a, if, you know, going back to that story, the backstory to the game, um, even in a semi-serious game about giant robots punching each other, you've still got that feel-good factor. Um, and it's that combination for me of like instant arcade fun and awesome music. Now, this is, I've kind of repeated myself. I've said this about yeah. Sega Rally and Daytona and stuff like that. Um, but I mean, I was listening to the virtual on soundtrack while I was writing my notes for the podcast and it's so, it's so Sega. So nineties. Um, and it, but it just, it sounds like really hopeful and optimistic without ever sounding cheesy. Although that's probably not true. I mean, Daytona's cheesy, but, <laughs> but we love it. It's the same thing though. You listen to the Daytona soundtrack and it makes you smile and it just feels, it just feels good.
3: Fly and it's just for like sky a sky
0: high yeah, for a game soundtrack, especially, you know, we're not talking about a game like, like a Silent Hill 2. I love the soundtrack to that game, but it's in a different way. Something like this, which is just so immediate and it just, it just touches that thing, you know, and it's like, yes, I love this and it makes me smile. Um, and I've come to kind of realize over the last couple of years that my gaming persona is kind of split in two now. It's going to get a bit controversial. But, um, no, which, it's true. If I want to spend a lot of time with a game, get invested in a story and an atmosphere and characters, then nine times out of 10 these days, I'll be firing up the PS4 to do it. Um, retro games like that i know Aid's looking at me now retro games like that old like 16-bit rpgs they don't really do it for me anymore Mm. um i'm being brutally honest obviously but i'm never going to go back and play fantasy star on the master system however i know it's supposed to be amazing i know it is but i don't i I don't think yeah i i just i don't think it, it doesn't matter how many times people tell me how good it was i'm sure it was but and that won't. It's just not going to do anything for me now. Yeah,
1: because weren't you saying? Because um, we were talking about this, I think a little while back. weren't mm, you saying that you hadn't even played any of the RPGs on this SNES mini you got?
0: I started Earthbound um, because yeah, well, because obviously that was that was something different. I, I you know I've got no I've got no Zelda animosity. I've got no, I've got no strong feelings about Zelda, but that whole kind of fantasy thing doesn't really appeal to me that much. But because Earthbound had that weird setting. It was in a, it was, it was an eagle land, isn't it? So it's supposed, it's like a weird version of America, yeah. um, kind of a real world setting, but obviously it's all still fantasy. Yeah, yeah. But that kind of appealed a bit more. Um, but yeah, I've, I've, I've not gone back and played those kind of games because there isn't, I don't really feel that pull. But if I want to have a blast to play some like arcade style fun, if it's a racing game, a fighting game, a light gun game, or even a mech game, it's those Sega classics that I'll go back to, like, every time. Um, and I don't think it's just the quality of those games as well. It's just the whole feel, like, the aesthetic of those Sega arcade games mm. um, and just the sound and just everything they kind of represent. I think you could even put the Sonic games into that, really. Yeah, about, I would, actually. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, and, yeah, it's nostalgia, obviously. But I think it's that kind of – that. There's just they just have this optimism and this desire to provide, like, instant fun. Um, and it just like permeates the whole game. And Sega mm-hmm. was so good at that back then.
1: It's cinematic, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it is. It is. And I guess it's partly to do with the death of the arcades, but it's something that I kind of feel like we've lost a bit in modern gaming. Yeah. You know, I, you know me, I love modern games, but you've got, you got to have put time into modern games. That instant hit. Mm, yeah, don't yeah, open that camera. Yeah, I know, I'm given. looking at deals, as I say that, but that instant hit of that Sega rush, I still, I still just love it. And if I'm in that mood, then that's why I'll go back to a game like virtual on. Um, and I do feel like it's something we kind of lost a bit these days. Um, but I don't want to end on a sad note. <laughs> so for me, virtual on falls into that very much into that kind of Sega blue sky category. So all I wanted to say to our listeners was if you haven't played it, tried it, try it, pump up the music loud and, and enjoy. listening to today's podcast and we really hope you enjoyed it. If you want to get in touch regarding this week's episode or anything else, you can tweet us at ArcadeAttackUK, at KeithBarlow82 and at Arcade underscore Adriano. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash ArcadeAttackUK. Please check out our website at arcadeattack.co.uk for lots of retro gaming goodness, interviews, reviews, features, top 10s, etc. And you can also find all our previous podcasts there.